Hello everyone and welcome to Evolve. Thank you for listening to the podcast that builds one another up. Share your opinions, your thoughts, ideas, beliefs, and your feelings where you're never outcast for being who you are. Stay with me because you don't want to miss it. We will continue with this episode on chapter 7, The Fall. What's wrong with the world? So stay with me. You don't want to miss out. for joining me on this evening's episode. Um, How was your week? I hope it was amazing and you had a fabulous, you are looking forward to having a fabulous weekend. But are you ready to continue? Well, before we begin, I want to say, how are you doing? How's everyone? Everyone okay? Everyone well? Well, I hope so. Well, let's begin with prayer. Father God, thank you for allowing me to share this message in hopes that it will give the courage that we need to share the gospel. Thank you for allowing those who are listening to this opportunity. Bless them in every way, as well as those in our reach and our surroundings to trust you and your never-changing gospel. We say this prayer in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Well, let's begin. So in this chapter, we're going to be looking at... The reason for the wrongness, the essence of sin, having a God complex, worshiping the wrong thing, sin's outcome, sin, how the world sees it, human beings are good, let's focus on the positive. My problems are internal, the problem is external, why bad news of sin is good news for the people. And I'll read some key points from each sections and follow with questions for reflection. So the beginning chapter one um, of what's wrong with the world, I am going to um, read. I want to read from that. So yet for all the evidence of evil around us, the notion of sin is seriously out of favor. In our post-Christian culture, people find the ideal of sin outrageous or at best hopelessly old-fashioned. So here is our challenge as Christians. How do we talk about sin? Let's start in the place where everyone agrees something has gone wrong in this world and must be made right. We see the wrong in wars, world wars, uh, racism, environmental problems, genocide, terrorism, human trafficking, exploitation of children, and in our own personal battles, broken relationships, anger, greed, addictions, and so on. Yet the world remains puzzled and lacks a coherent explanation as to why our planet is such a mess. Now let's look at the reason for wrongness. And I am going to read 
in this section, key points. The Bible makes clear that all the wrongs we see around us and in us can be traced back to the time when the first human beings rebelled against God. Genesis 3 looks at good and evil and tells us what happened that caused our planet to go from the paradise described in chapters 1 and 2 to our present brokenness. In Genesis 3, we read that Adam and Eve rejected God's rule. They disobeyed God's command and chose to be self-ruled. This was sin entering humanity. There is now no era of human personhood that is not infected by sin, even though we still reflect the image of God in which each human being is made. We are beautiful, but broken made, but marred. The perfection that God had established was broken and humans, you know, human beings have been in the grip of sin ever since. As Paul says, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That's Romans 3 verse, Romans chapter 3 verse 23. Let's take a look at the essence of sin. And in this section, we learn how Rebecca interacts with her friend in a conversation um, who is her friend is a psychiatrist where her friend explains the reason for people seeking her help. Then Rebecca asked her friend, how did she define the Bible? And her remark was sex, drugs, drug, sex, and rock and roll. And I love how Rebecca replies that that's behavior and how bad behavior is the result of sin, not the cause of it. Then Rebecca, then, you know, she then asked Rebecca, what is the root cause of sin? And let's look at what is the root cause of sin. Having a God complex, one way to describe sin is one way to describe sin is to explain that we have a God complex. We keep getting ourselves, God, you know, ourselves and God mixed up, meaning instead of having faith in God, we're tending to have faith in ourselves and we live as if we are in charge. Learning that sin is the refusal to believe and worship God as God. It is also the prideful claim of the right to run our own lives. We tend to think being self-governed is what you know, sets us free when in fact it only leads to confusion and bondage. So I want to read, bring out something that C.S. Lewis said in Mere Christianity um, of page that you can find that on page 50 and he says fallen man is not simply an imperfect creature who needs improvement he is a rebel who must lay down his arms and I like the way you know he says that so worshiping the wrong things In doing that, in that section, let's take a look at Paul, what Paul says about worshiping, you know, the wrong thing. Paul writes that if we do not worship God, we will worship something else, a God substitute. They exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator. Romans chapter 1 verse 25, we seek to find meaning purpose and identity by depending on things other than God. These could be good things or bad things, but whatever we use as our God substitute, the Bible calls an idol. Instead of treasuring and loving God above all else, 
we rebel against God by depending on something else. And therefore, we end up worshiping created things, be it a person, possession, a position, or anything else instead of God. So, let's take a look at sin's outcome. When Adam and Eve turned away from God in rebellion, God declared his righteous judgment just as he had promised he would. Suffering and death fell upon the human race. The consequence of Adam and Eve's rebellion was disastrous. The human race became separated from God. The perfect trust and warm, intimate friendship they had enjoyed with God and with each other were destroyed. Adam and Eve were removed from the immediate presence of God and they experienced a spiritual separation from God that they had never previously known. In short, sin and its consequences impacted every aspect of their lives. So I like how, you know, in that we look at Adam and Eve, you know, how they turned away from God in rebellion. Their rebellion was disastrous. The human race became separated from God. Their relationship with him was destroyed. And doing that, they were, you know, removed from his presence, which was now called, as Rebecca reminds us, a spiritual separation from God that they had never known. So for them then and for us now, sin and its consequences impact their lives as well as sin will impact our lives. But I like the fact that God didn't stop loving Adam and Eve when they rebelled because God made them better clothing than what they had made for themselves to protect them once they were out of the garden. So in Genesis chapter 3 verses 14 and 15 reveals that before the beginning of time and the human revolt, the triune God had already decided on his plan of how to rescue the planet once humans had turned from him. God would send his son, the Messiah, in Titus chapter 1 verse 2. He did not come to help us be good. He came to rescue us. So, that's amazing. So, the story of the fall enables us to be honestly realistic and tremendously hopeful at the same time. Even in the story of human rebellion, there is hope and not despair because we see the promise of God's grace. So in that, there's a question um, in um, seeing how the world sees it. And there's a question. What do you believe the biggest problem in the world is? Let's look at some responses to how some people may see the problem. Human beings are good. Let's focus on the positive. All human beings are made in the image of God and have immense worth and value. But we are flawed to sin. And Rebecca shares in her experience, people identify the source of human troubles either as an internal problem, envy, greed, addiction, low self-esteem, or as an external problem, poverty, racism, sexism. My problems are external, where she shares a time in this um in this um, section, she explains, you know, where she shares a time she had met 
you know, her friend who was a race car driver. And in it, he had fame, money, women, you know, but he said he still felt empty. He became even more reckless in his behavior. He then became a full-fledged alcoholic who then went to Alcoholics Anonymous. And when they met, he was, um, at that time, 16 months sober. And I like how she brought out to him that even though he is sober, the real culprit is what lurks behind the behavior. The core of the sin isn't just a core of behaviors. She explains, he may never take a drink ever again, but could still ruin his life. Our destructive behavior in whatever form it takes is always the inevitable result of refusing to let God be God. And we, as Christians, should appreciate others, even, you know, others when they um, tell their stories to us, expressing, we can express love and compassion, you know, avoid, you know, being self-righteous or judgmental. We all have been saved by grace and not by good or by sinning less. And I like how Rebecca reminds us we shouldn't present ourselves as finished products. Our message is we are not perfect, but we know the one who is perfect. And day by day, we are receiving divine forgiveness and divine help to become conformed to Christ's image. So let's look at the problem is external. Why the bad news of sin is good news for people. You can't replace anyone or anything in place of God, whether it's love or an item or whatever, Rebecca tells us about um, her hairstylist, Theo, who put love for his mate above everything and everyone, even God. But when it ended, he was very devastated. You know, you can't substitute nothing or anyone above who you need the most in everyday life. And that's God. He can't be substituted by anything. So I want to read something. I'm going to read to you. From that section, let me read. So the wonderful news of the gospel is that our sin and God's righteous judgment on sin do not have the last word. The very things we long for to be understood and loved and received in our brokenness have been made possible by the God who sent Jesus to rescue us. Because while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Romans chapter 5 verse 8. So it's time to look at God's glorious solution, which changed all of history and eternity. And that's the cross of Christ. And we will be looking at that in the next chapter, um, chapter 8, the cross, God's remedy. But let's look now into questions for reflections. And you guys can answer these at home. Uh, but I'm going to read them out. So, number one, what are some ways you have learned in this chapter on how to talk about sin with unbelievers? And B, what attitude do you need when discussing the fact that it's a problem that we all share? Number two, which of the common objections discussed here do you come across most often? How would you answer these objections? And number three, we live in a culture that says the way to be happy is to think positive thoughts, 
But the story of Theo reveals that in order to experience the joy of the gospel, we need to face the mess. And B, how can facing and understanding what our problem is actually be a help? So, all right. So that brings us, that was an amazing chapter, an amazing, amazing, amazing chapter. So, um... I want to say to you guys, um, like I said, thank you guys for, you know, joining in on tonight's episode. And it was an amazing chapter. I love this book. I love it so much. But what an amazing God we have. You know, one who loves us in spite of our imperfection and our sins. He still loves us, although it's hard for many to love what they don't see each day physically. Um, but you know, I just ask that you read your Bible and watch how his presence, you know, becomes known within your heart, because that's what we need to change is our heart. If you don't change that, then you will never know true love. Um, I want you to know he loves you. Just know that you haven't messed up so badly that he won't forgive you and love you right where you are and as you are trust him to do it okay just trust him to do it won't he do it he said he would so i trust him at all times and why not you trust him at all times you know um i had a um i'm gonna share my story really quick but i had a dispute um that was very badly and you know it kind of took me off my track for a little bit um you know, because I was so hurt by this dispute. But let me tell you, it seems that the more closer I get to Christ and the more I live my life according to how God want me, you know, live my life, I get all kinds of things coming my way. And you know, when the enemy is up against you um, badly, when he can cause problems in your home or cause problems between you and your loved one, you know then that the enemy is working and he's working hard. But let me tell you, um, I have these issues sometimes and I have these problems, but let me tell you, I love a God who loves me unconditionally and who would never let go of me and me knowing that he loves me that much and he won't let go of me no matter what or whoever tries to um, take me off my track or distract me. He loves me and he won't stop. And he knows my heart and he knows my intentions. He knows what I'm set out to do. So, you know, knowing that, you know, um, always, always brings me back to him. You know, always in spite of the disputes and the distractions and the arguments and the da-da-da-da. Me knowing that he knows my intentions. He knows how every single day it's a battle for me to live according to his word and to walk in the path that he has for me and wants for me. So I don't expect it to be an easy road, but I expect it to be a bearable road. And it's bearable as long as I have him and I hold on to him. And I won't let go. And I know that he won't let go of me. So with saying that, I want you to say, when you look at me, don't look at me as an as a perfect person because I'm not. I'm imperfect. But 
I'm an imperfect person that can be repairable. I'm an imperfect person that can be transitioned or transformed. Um, You know, I won't let go of him because I know what he's done for me. You know, even at a young age, I know what he's done for me and what he's done in my life. You know, and only he could do that. Man couldn't do it. My mother couldn't do it. My family member couldn't do it. It only had to be him that did what he did for me. So I just ask my listeners, you know, to trust him to do it. If you haven't ever picked up a Bible or read a Bible in your life, get you a Bible and just start reading it. I tell you, I was reading my Bible and I was reading the King James Version and I couldn't understand anything. But I just kept reading and I kept reading. And a lady um, gave me a Bible and I think it was the NIV version. And I read it and I read it. And before I knew it, I was understanding. And before I knew it, my heart was changing like something was different and something wanted me to do right. And didn't want me to do wrong. Something wanted me to change my friends. Something wanted me to, hey, go into isolation. Hey, get away from that. Stop doing that. Something changed within me. And it it was changing every day, every day, every day. So I ask you, for those who don't believe in him, start reading. Get you a Bible and start reading. And even if you don't understand it, continue to read it and pray and pray and pray. And God will show you. He will show you and he will come in your heart and he will change your heart and he will transform you. You have to believe that. Believe. Believe. So with saying that, I want to say um, we have come, you know, to another, to the end of another episode. And I mean, we've come to the end of a chapter and another episode. And I want to say um, I am going to be bringing try to bring the chapters every two weeks i'm going to try that's my idea but i also want to you know make sure that you have time you know um, in between to listen and enjoy each one you know but it's good to always go back and listen and i'd like to thank you for joining in this evening and you know if you would like to join me on an episode or have a topic suggestion um do you have any questions or concerns you'd like to address well and why not send an email to evolvetopics at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. Would you like to take courses on the Bible or want to learn more about the gospel? What are you waiting for? Why not visit the World Bible School at worldbibleschool.org today? This is Tia Londa. Remember to think of others in your everyday decision making. Be kind, be real, and be a blessing to everyday lives. Smile, and I will see you on the next episode of Evolve.